Podcast Answer Man, episode number 282. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast about podcasting, helping you take your show to the next level. It doesn't matter if you are a brand new podcaster, if you have been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode. There's something we can all do to take our shows and everything else we do in life to the next level. That's right, my friends, taking things to the next level is what it's all about, and sometimes it's taking just one thing to the next level, not just everything. Sometimes that's a little overwhelming for folks, and this morning, I was, well, getting a late start to the day. You know, I I didn't get into the studio until 9 o'clock. In fact, it is 10.55 now. I've spent nearly two hours prepping this episode for you, and if you want a little heads up about what I'm going to cover this week. I'm going to talk about uh, a blog post that I read from Pat Flynn this morning about uh, the sad truth of half-finished projects. I am going to basically give an update on our podcasting A to Z course that's coming up here for the winter 2012. I am going to discuss TweetBot for the Mac, the desktop app. Is it worth $20? We'll find out. I just got back from my trip to Georgia, and I am going to give you my thoughts on the Speak It Forward boot camp put together by Kent Julian, and uh, whether or not that might be something you might be interested in as a podcaster, you probably like to speak, and chances are there are many of you out there who might want to do a little public speaking. Is this the conference for you? We'll talk about that. Felicia Gopal, she is one of my longtime clients now, and she's also a recent graduate of the Podcasting A to Z course, and she has a question about sound effects. Is is there an easy place to go to find some sound effects? She says she's worn out from looking all over Google, so we'll talk about that. Uh, I'll briefly mention the podcast awards. Voting is underway, and then, of course, uh, we'll end the show. So that, that's a little bit about what we're going to cover here, and uh there's a little bit more to some of these topics than than might meet the eye. So let's get started. As I said, I started my morning before I came into the studio reading a blog post from Pat Flynn. Now, I don't read a ton of blog posts. If I'm going to be reading, I typically try to reserve my reading for books. I, I like to read on my Kindle and, and things like that. But I do happen to subscribe to some technology blogs and I have... A, actually three friends, I believe, who I subscribe to their actual blog content. Dan Miller, Michael Hyatt, and Pat Flynn, I believe, are the three, only three that I subscribe to. And and out of all of their posting that they do, I typically read maybe one out of every 10 posts that they put online. And, and it's just, you know, it just, I, I prefer listening to audio. Uh, <laughs> I prefer creating audio. And if I'm going to read, I'm going to read in my Kindle. But there was a great post, and I encourage everybody to go to smartpassiveincome.com 
and check out the the post from today, Thursday, November 1st, 2012 from Pat Flynn. It's titled, The Sad Truth About Your Half-Finished Product Projects. Not products, although it could be a product. Your, your, product, your project could be a product. So uh, anyway, I'll give a link to this post in the show notes if you just go to podcastanswerman.com slash 282. And in the opening of that post, I'm going to read the opening. I won't read the entire post for sure, but this will help whet your appetite for what Pat has there. He says, here's a common experience. You get incredibly excited about a new business idea or a project. Maybe you've had it in the back of your head for a long time and something finally clicked inside of you to start working on it. Or maybe it's something you just thought of and you want to get up and running like yesterday. At work, in the car, and even in your sleep, thoughts about your new idea race through your brain. You're not only taking mental notes about the work you need to do, but you're also imagining what it would be like when other people experience your idea and benefit from your creativity and hard work. And of course, how much money you could potentially make too. Uh, you could go full throttle with your idea. You, you, actually, you go full throttle with your idea. You work hard, make sacrifices, and get stuff done. Progress is being made, and it's incredibly exciting. Then, for some reason, the fire dies, and the excitement goes away. Work that you were once totally jazzed about now seems like a chore. What's possible is replaced with, what am I doing? And the progress begins to slow down and production eventually comes to a halt. Your idea just sits there, half finished, more or less. So there you go. That, that's the opening of this post. And, that's, and I, love, I love this post because... There have been many times that I face this. I, matter of fact, I, there are many projects that I have done that. I, one of the projects that's never got off the ground is the Downton Abbey fan podcast. This is a podcast that for a while I couldn't imagine not doing this podcast. And then all of a sudden I've got the domain. I have artwork. I mean, we're we're set to go. I, I even have music. And, and um, it's like, eh, maybe we'll get around to it. And of course, I have a friend that, that, that he and his wife are doing a Downton Abbey fan podcast, and uh, they're begging me for my domain, DowntonAbbeyPodcast.com, but there's no way I could let it go because Stephanie's still very excited about this project. So there's a good chance that that half-finished project will eventually launch. I am currently in the process of one of those, man, I, this is so exciting. I've got a secret podcast project that I'm working on. I've already got two podcast episodes recorded. Um, I've done some research for the third one. And, you know, now that I'm back from my trip to Atlanta, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I maintain this, you know, the steam to move forward so that I can reach my goal of having at least 20 episodes of the secret podcast recorded and start to release them once a week in December, and I'll always stay ahead. But I don't know. You know, you just, I just wonder: is this going to be a half-baked project? Is it going to be one another one of those half-finished things that I get so excited about and then eventually lose all steam? You know, and and I don't think that this one's going to do that, and I hope not because I'm looking forward to spending the winter. 
uh, really exploring this this topic for which I am podcasting about. And I think that it's exactly what I need at this point in my life, in this point in my journey of where I am today. And uh, so I, I, I can't say too much, otherwise I'll give it away. And I know people hate when I tease them about it. But you know what? I've, I've listened to many a podcast from great friends of mine, especially Father Roderick, who has teased and teased and teased. And I happen to know it just makes me want it more. So... I haven't ever unsubscribed from Father Roderick or stopped listening to him because he wouldn't tell us what secret project he's working on. So I do have a secret and I'll launch it in a month or so uh, because uh, I should have 20 episodes by December. Anyway, so back to Pat's post. Uh, he, he gives some really great ideas about why it is we might get stuck. And he uses an example from his own experience of a product or, yeah, a product or service uh, and a paid for service. And and by the way, Pat doesn't have any paid for services. I mean, he did have a niche site duel, I think, um, where they, you know, it was an eight week course and it was actually the inspiration for podcasting A to Z. Uh, But he, he did that one time and it was a great success for him, but he doesn't have a lot of products that he directly sells. And I happen to know, and I knew all about this step-by-step images product that he was working on because I'm in his mastermind with him, and we we talked about this. I We've had some valuable feedback back and forth, and he was. Everything that I just read to you, that incredibly excited about the opportunity, can't sleep at night because you're thinking about it, you're envisioning how people are going to use this, and stuff like that. I was there. I saw that enthusiasm, that passion for that project. And so for me, this blog post even hits further home because I I know where he was. But now it's something that's like, eh, to him. You know, there, there are other things. Other things came along. And he talks a little bit about why this happens. And I encourage you to read the post. I'm not going to go and rehash the whole thing. But there are two points that he made that I would love to to share with you. And, and first and foremost, it is the business cards first. He talks about how uh, when he was in school, he, would, he and his friends had business cards. And it was just the coolest thing to have your name on a card with the skills that you had. So that, you know, if anybody wanted to, they could hire you and pay you money to do things. I don't, I'm kind of elaborating. He didn't go that far into it. But he thought it was cool to have a name with all the skills on it. But you know, it's this idea you have these fancy business cards made, but you really don't have a business at all. There's there's no business there. And actually, I want to say that that can be a good thing. However, the point that Pat was making is that he he's talking about the fact that with especially with this step by step images, he's got a well uh, a well designed front end of his website all designed it looks amazing he's got screen capture of it in his blog post he's got the back end the membership site all of those things all the components there he he signed up for one of those member own you know member management plugins for wordpress and figured it all out and how to make it work and stuff like that he did all of the exterior all the functionality all of the shopping cart stuff. He figured all of those things out. But what he didn't do first was reach into the core and create the product. And so he he basically he got one tutorial done and it's like, man, this is so much work and he's already put so much into it and there are still 29 more of these things to go and oh, this is going to take a long time. And and then all of a sudden you just lose steam because well, 
you, you know, you've you've spent a lot of time, effort, and energy on this product project, and some other things come along, and that project never got finished. Now, here's the deal: the step by step images product that he was going to work on, it was something that w- I think is it has an it's an amazing thing. I think it would be awesome, especially if Pat did it, because I know the way that Pat does tutorial videos. I would totally benefit from it. I would have signed up for it, and it was a Photoshop tutorial site where you could go in. And it was specifically, and there, there are a ton of Photoshop tutorials out there, and tons of them for free all over the internet. YouTube is just flooded with how do you do this, how do you do that. But, you know, the thing is, is there are, okay, how, what are the steps necessary? But then Pat, I'm sure, would add a little bit of the flair of, you know, here's why I chose to do this page curl design with the shadow underneath, and here's how I accomplished that. You know, and basically he was going to do this as a tutorial for bloggers. And of course, you know, if you're a podcaster and you're putting show notes on your site, you're essentially your show notes are a blog post in and of themselves. And I am recommending that all podcasters should consider, if not (laughs) should do, but I'm not going to should on you. Uh, But um, yeah, I I think that that this would have been just as uh, applicable to podcasters. You'll notice at the beginning of each of my show notes recently, there's always an image there. And I and basically, he was going to create tutorials on how to create some of those amazing things that you might want to put on your site. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it would have been great. But here's the deal. He talks about in his post the fact that if he would have created, taken all that energy, all of that exciting uh, excitement, and created the content first, there's a good chance that he, or there's a more likely chance that he would have actually launched the product. The the product it would be in existence today. It would be something you could sign up, pay for, and benefit from even today, Thursday, November first. Or he also mentioned the fact that maybe you know if maybe if I would have gone ahead instead of keeping this quiet and not telling anybody about it because I don't want to be you know I don't want to let anybody down if I don't do it but instead I'm going to announce it and say hey here's a deadline I'm going to do this and if you're interested go ahead and sign up now here maybe I'll give you an introductory price uh, if you sign up within the next 60 days and in 90 days this is going to launch and this is what the price will be after the, the next 60 days and and that way he's got people who are prepaying and 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 just giving him further motivation. Now, I did this with my a lot of the tutorials. You know, I was I knew I needed to create some tutorials and stuff like that and it was always getting pushed off to a later date. But one day I decided, you know what? I'm going to pick on my calendar six different weeks or dates and I'm going to put on the calendar for those six different dates the topics of webinars that I'm going to teach. And I took the things that I most often were was hired for to to create um, webinars, and I did, and I I announced it to my mailing list. I made a lot of money prepaid, and I didn't even have an outline for any of those six webinars. However, the fact that people had signed up motivated me. I was excited. I had financial reasons for wanting to to create those products, and I knocked it out of the park with those. And since then, they've been a source of recurring passive, well, not recurring, but passive income, you know, because it's not recurring in that, you know, I get a monthly fee for each one of them, but just one time. But it's it's something that is coming in quite consistently. 
And if you want to see my products, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash products. But anyway, this is what he talks about. It's it's the business card cards first problem. And where I see this with podcasting, and I'm and this is where this comes into play here, where I see this with podcasting is that I see a lot of people get hung up on the design of their website. I get a lot of people I see a lot of people hung up on the you know the online forum aspect. How am I going to do that? I, I get a lot of people who are hung up on how am I going to market this and get a, you know my first two thousand subscribers. Uh, how am I going to create this strategy for social media and stuff like that? And what they do is they have this message. And they know that podcasting would be a great thing, but they never get around to creating the content. And instead, they create the business cards first, or the website, the social media accounts, and all of these other things. And I can tell you, I've seen a number of people who have an, who have created some amazing-looking websites, what, many that are even much better than any site I've ever personally created, they have they actually have business cards uh, promoting their their new brand or podcast slash blog. They have social media accounts that have that that brand's name on it, and they have Facebook fan pages and their Facebook fan page. I, I mean, I literally have seen people uh, pay as much as three, four, five hundred dollars for graphic design and layouts for a Facebook fan page. And they they released one, maybe two episodes, and they never go beyond that. And that's because they spent all of their energy, all of their time, all of their excitement on creating the business card first, as Pat would say, but not really getting into the heart of this stuff. The thing that really dro- drives you, the passion that is the core of what it is that you wanted to accomplish in the first place. My recommendation is create the content. Create the content, create the content. And for the first 10 episodes of anybody's podcast, the focus should be on creating the content. Then, once you have got 10 episodes of a podcast and you're pretty much familiar with how to edit and do post-production and all this other stuff that you might wanna do to it, you you know, and, and you're kind of, you know, pressed your way through, Sure, you can let people know along the way, but let the content be the source of your focus and your commitment up front. And then, and then after the 10th episode, you should shift to a place where 20% of your focus on this brand, this podcast, this, you know, online entity that you've got going on here, 20% of your time should be creating content and 80% of your time should shift to relationship building and then also, and also marketing your content, getting the word out. And by marketing, I prefer relational marketing rather than, you know, advertising, you know, dropping your name everywhere, handing business cards out to every single person you meet at a conference, blah 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 blah. You know, instead of going to a conference and having a goal to give out 500 business cards, my recommendation is have 10 really awesome conversations or 10 individual conversations with 10 individuals over the course of your four or five days at the conference. Um, so that's that's the way that I prefer to, to go with that. Um, but anyway, so go check it out. Blog post, it's called The Sad Truth About Your Half-Finished Projects. 
And uh, if you like the thing over, if you like the post over there, uh, make sure you leave Pat a comment on his blog and say, hey, I am reading this blog post because of Podcast Answer Man. All right. Just tell Pat I said hi. And by the way, congrats, congratulations to Pat Flynn for his nominations for uh, podcast awards. I think he was nominated for People's Choice and also for Business for his Smart Passive Income podcast. Totally deserved. Congratulations to you, Pat Flynn. I'm very excited for you, my friend. All right. Now, the one thing, of course, I strongly encourage is that if you're going to have half-finished, half-baked, non completed projects that you were once passionate about, but then all of a sudden every, the flame dies out, don't let the podcast be that. <laughs> Seriously, don't let your podcast be a, a, a half-finished product, a half-finished project. Instead, I encourage you to consider signing up for my next podcasting A to Z course. Let's take this message that's in your heart to a whole new level. Let's get you the step-by-step, you know, instructions on how to get this thing online, what order to do this on, getting you the right equipment the first time, helping you decide what is your message, how do you communicate it, who is your target audience. Let's get the important questions answered first. Then let's get just a shell of a website online. It doesn't have to be this whole fancy looking thing. Let's just get it online so that if somebody types in a web address and they come to your page, they can click a play button. Because again, the main focus up front is your content. And then of course, you'll have uh, with the podcasting A to Z course, not only do you get access to every single digital training product I've ever created, Um, including some of the monetization things and stuff like that. In fact, Pat Flynn and I did a uh, product together. It's called uh, Passive Income Strategies for Podcasters, uh, which, by the way, you can get at podcastanswerman.com slash products. Uh, But it is available. It's included for all the podcasting A to Z students. So you get access to all my tutorials. You also get full access to me. You access, well, at least you can ask me an unlimited number of questions for an entire four-week period of time in an online forum and they're time shifted so you can post them when it's convenient for you. I respond within a couple hours most times except for my days off. And uh, But yeah, four, four weeks of access to asking me questions and four weekly group coaching calls via GoToMeeting, which of course, if you're not available at the date and time that we record those meetings, you will be able to submit questions for those video calls ahead of time. And of course, I also record the uh, high-definition video as well as high-quality audio of those calls and post them by 12 noon the next day. Uh, Here's the deal. With my podcasting A to Z, I have now done this. I think it's either seven or eight times. I can't remember. I think I've done eight. Anyway, I've had over 100 students, and I have a 100% satisfaction rate. Uh, Now, that doesn't mean that 100% have actually completed their podcast. Um, that would be amazing, but statistically that just does that kind of stuff doesn't happen. But I would say that uh, I, I'd say I haven't done exactly, but I would assume that eight out of 10 people who take my class end up do they do launch a podcast either during the four most of them during the four weeks of the course. and um, eight out of 10, I would say have their podcast up and running within the first three months 
of uh, taking the class. So certainly it's it's worthwhile. If you want more information, head over to podcastinga2z.com. Again, that's podcastinga2z.com. Use promo code PAM in the shopping cart and you will get $100 off. And now, my friends, I am going to switch things over to our question that came in on the voicemail feedback hotline this week. In fact, it's I have a lot of questions backed up. I, I sometimes have other topics that I just want to share off the top of my head, and I just take the uh, messages off the voicemail hotline or feedback hotline uh, from time to time when I, I want to pull in some of your questions. So we're going to do that here with Felicia. But before I do, let me just tell you, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash feedback, and that's going to forward to you forward you to a place that if you have a good microphone hooked up to your computer and there's not a lot of background noise going on there, uh, you can try leaving a message that way. Uh, you just simply go to uh, podcastanswerman.com slash feedback, and uh, you can do that. Or you can send an email to feedback at gspn.tv with an mp3 file attached. Or you can call my voicemail feedback hotline. That phone number is 859-795-4067. That phone number one more time, 859-795-4067. And if you just go to podcastanswerman.com and click the contact page, all of that information where you can submit your questions for future episodes of Podcast Answer Man is going to be listed there. All right, so Felicia has a question about sound effects. Take it away, Felicia. Hi, Cliff. This is Felicia Gopal calling from Irvine, California. I'm calling for the uh, Podcast Answer Man show, and my question is, I just recently went onto your site and I was looking for sound effects. However, the sound effects uh, links were all, uh, many of them were no longer working, and I was wondering if you could share some new uh, resources that people might use for sound effects. I'm a PC person, so I don't have access to the stuff from GarageBand, uh, so I really appreciate uh, in learning a little bit more about how I can find sound effects. It's a little overwhelming when you go on Google. Thanks. All right, Felicia, no problem. Um, I just went ahead and did some searching this morning and uh, did some preparation for answering your question, and I am very happy to tell you that I found a new resource that that I had never heard of before. And now, as a result of your question, I am going to be going to freesound.org quite often. That's right. It is freesound.org. And this is a, it's a free site, as you might imagine. It looks like they do uh, allow for some uh, donations there. Uh, you can sign up. You do have to register for an account on the site to be able to download the the sounds. But it is also a place where you could take your, let's just say your digital audio recorder, and you could go and record a train passing by in, in stereo, high quality, high fidelity sound, record that as a WAV file, and then you can go and you can upload that to freesound.org so that other people could have it. Maybe you just have a newborn baby and your baby's crying. You could actually record that and upload it. And that's that's basically what this is. It seems like it's a user-generated resource of sound effects. And uh, at freesound.org, you can search for sounds. And we tried to stump it. Of course, we didn't spend too much time. Well, okay, I spent more than I should have probably. Uh, but we did have some fun 
uh, in the chat room coming up with some various different sounds. So here are a couple of the searches. We looked for a doorbell. We wanted to find some applause and here's some cheering applause. All right, I'm just going to stop that one. And then there's the clapping in a small, you know, kind of a small crowd. All right, there you go. And then somebody asked if we could find a gong. All right, and then somebody in the chat room asked for a siren. And then, oh, wait. Excuse me. No, actually, that wasn't me. Somebody asked if I could find a sneeze. And this is actually a pretty realistic sneeze. (laughs) There you go. And then, of course, somebody asked for the old-style telephone. And footsteps. Somebody wanted footsteps. Now, of course, there's foot... Oh, sorry. Let me get that phone. Uh, (laughs) I forgot there's multiple rings there. Anyway, then somebody asked for footsteps. And there's all kinds of footsteps. And I, I think the best sounding footsteps that I found was the outside footsteps. All right, so there you go. And then, you know, just to show you that, you know, we did try to stump it just a little bit. I mean, we didn't go overboard with trying to stump it, but somebody said, what about a chainsaw? So there you go. That's freesound.org. And uh, I think that is probably one of the greatest resources that I have found within the last six to eight months. It's just an awesome resource, freesound.org if you want to do that. Now, of course, I do encourage you to uh, take a look into licenses. I think these are creative commons. Some of them say non-commercial use. Some of them are okay with commercial. I mean, you just have to really take a look into that yourself. Um, if you are interested in something, it's like, listen, I know this is going to be considered commercial or whatever, and I, I just need to pay for royalty-free commercial licensed uh, sound effects, then I would encourage you to go to digitaljuice.com. Again, that's digitaljuice.com. And under their products uh, tab, you will find sound effects. Uh, so that, that's that's a place you could go there. Uh, of course, before I would before you buy there, you I, I didn't look at this, but you would want to look at the licensing there as well. But Felicia, that should help you out. I think that probably for a majority of people out there, um, you know, I, I have no. Now the thing is, is is this a commercial podcast? And yeah, I I would say technically, this is a commercial podcast. Um, do I feel bad for using any of those uh, clips here? Not really. I, 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 my argument would be, be that, you know, this isn't like a commercial, you know, venture where I'm selling. Well, I don't know. You, you know what? <laughs> Talk to the people who, who upload them. I, I'm sure it seems to me like everything's uploaded by individuals and you might be able to reach out to people and say, hey, is, is it OK if I use this in my podcast? And this is what my podcast is about. And by the way, I do promote my own products and services on that. Um, but when I think commercial, I think they're talking about, you know, hey, if you're going to be using my sound effects in your commercial, your television commercial that you just paid $80,000 to put on the television, or hey, if you just created a radio uh, uh, commercial for somebody who just paid you $10,000 to produce a radio show and you used my chainsaw 
hey, I, I'd like a little kickback here. This Creative Commons thing is great, but you know, don't go using my stuff and make money off of me. I think those are the kinds of things that, that they're trying to watch out for. But I am not an entertainment lawyer. I don't even play one on television. So do not take my advice when it comes to what is and what is not acceptable when it comes to licensing on any of this stuff. So that's just my little disclaimer there. All right. Uh, so that takes care of that. Uh, the next thing I want to bring up here in this episode of Podcast Answer Man is TweetBot for the Mac. Is it worth $20? Now, oh my gosh, I, I can tell you, I remember the day. <laughs> it was life-changing. I remember the day I installed TweetBot for my iPhone. It was Oh my goodness. It was it was just an amazing experience. I am a huge fan of Twitter, as you guys probably know by now, and I love interacting with people, but I like I'm very particular about how I interact with people. And I like to have a lot of fine tuning and a lot of control over what I see, what I don't see, how I see it, and and all sorts of other things. And so uh, Tweetbot has been the number one favorite Twitter client for myself and also for tens of thousands of other people around the world. I Personally, I don't know very many people who don't use Tweetbot. I mean, it's, it's just that, you know, it, it, it's everywhere. Well, Tweetbot came out or was working on a beta version of a desktop client for Mac computers. <clears throat> and during that process... You know, they were working on uh, how to create a desktop version that brings your TweetBot experience to the desktop. And since then, Twitter announced, and we've talked about it here in several different shows, where they started to limit their API. They started to limit the things they could do. And, and they made a decision that anybody who currently has a user base and stuff like that, you'll only be allowed to grow by X number of users and then you're cut off. Well, as a result of that, Tweetbot has been, you know, or Tapbots, I guess I should say, the company behind Tweetbot was putting a ton of resources into building this product. And all of a sudden now they have a very uh, hard limit on how many users can actually even purchase and use this software. And that is one of the main reasons why the price is what it is. I think it's it's probably $19.99 is what it is. I, I'm not positive, but I know it's about 20 bucks. And I want to tell you this, I purchased this software for $20, and the one thing that I will say is that $20 is not that expensive, except for the fact that when you think about how use we, how, how we are getting used to doing things on um, our iPhones for $1.99 and, and $0.99, cents, it, it's really changed things drastically, even in the Mac App Store. Uh, prices are like there's a ton of software in there for $4.99 and $3.99 and $2.99 and $0.99 cents even in there. Although prior to all this app economy, you know, it was it was not very un, it was very common to see apps that were twenty bucks, uh, and twenty bucks would actually be somewhere around the the lower end for the most part. I, there I sometimes saw a ten dollar app, but it is usually thirty, forty, or fifty bucks for an app. And sometimes more for some really great apps. I want to tell you that I think that TweetBot for the desktop is worth 
every single penny of $20 for me. And I know it will be for a lot of my friends who love TweetBot for the iPhone as much as I do and for many of the same reasons that I do. So for them, it would be worth it. Now, here's a couple of the things that I love about TweetBot, what it allows me to do. And my number one favorite feature is the ability to mute, all right? And what you can do with the mute feature, uh, it will allow you to, let's just say you've got somebody who you follow on Twitter, and it's somebody that, you know, you're not going to unfollow. You, you like this person pretty well, and you wanna, most of the time, you wanna keep up with what they're doing. But oh my goodness, they are going crazy while they're at this um, sporting event. It's just like they're tweeting every two minutes about the sporting event that they're at. And it's just getting a little out of control. And this hardly happens. I mean, maybe it happens once a week. So what I am able to do in TweetBot is I'm able to click on that person's ID and I can say, hey, mute this person from showing up in my timeline. And if you do that, it's gonna say, do you wanna mute this person for one day, for one week, for one month, or forever? So if you're muting somebody forever, then that means that you you wanna appear to be following that person, but uh, if you had your chance choice, you would really unfollow that person, but you don't want to unfollow them because that wouldn't be so nice. Uh, and and we, we've covered that here on Podcast Answer Man in previous episodes as well. But anyway, you do have your option. You, you can actually say, you know what, gosh, they're, they're going to be on this vacation all week long and they're just going to be putting the vacation tweet after vacation tweet. And by golly, I was supposed to be on vacation this week and I'm stuck here at work and I don't want to see anybody else on vacation. You can, you can mute them for an entire week. But anyway, you have these options. Uh, not only can you mute people, but let's just say all, all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, this person is at the sporting event, but they're also putting out some other things and they're very cautious about making sure that they put a hashtag in their tweet. So, so for example, it's like, uh, you know, hashtag Reds game or something like that for Cincinnati Reds or hashtag Cincinnati Reds. Uh, and so if they put that in their, their every post about the sporting event that I'm not interested in, what I can do is I can mute the hashtag. And this is really good for those conferences. Maybe you, maybe there's a conference that everybody's going to and you're just not interested in that particular conference, but you happen to have a lot of friends that are and they're all tweeting everything they're learning in all these sessions and it really has no bearing on you at all. It's a financial conference. They're all going to this financial thing and I could care less about this. So what you could do is you can mute that hashtag that they're all using from that conference. You can also mute keywords or phrases like oldie but a goodie or from my archives or here's some evergreen content. (laughs) You can mute those phrases so that those never show up in your timeline. Uh, you can also mute services so that, it, you know, all of us, let's just say you've got a friend of yours. They they post usually a tweet about once or twice a day, and it's usually very cool information that you really enjoy hearing from them. But they are obsessive with checking into every single building they walk into on Foursquare. I mean, they, I mean if, if you could actually check in for the bathroom, they would check in. I mean, do you know those kind of people? 
I know I do. Well, guess what? With TweetBot, I can actually go in and I can I can mute services so that if you ever tweet, if you ever uh, have Foursquare post a tweet for you or Paperly post a tweet for you or any of those other services that, that just automatically post a tweet for you or where you should share it to Twitter from one of those other services, I can mute those. So I never see any posts from Paperly or any of those other things. And I love that feature. Another feature of TweetBot that I love is that, you know how you have your timeline. So for example, I I had mentioned, I think I'm down to just around 85 people that I follow on Twitter. And I used to follow a couple thousand people on Twitter. And now I'm down to 85. It's 85 people. When I log into my main timeline, these are the 85 people that I definitely do life with. I, I, I have a really close personal relationship. I interact with them very often. Um, it, maybe at least two, three, four times a month, I am doing life with these 85 people. That's how I determine who I follow on Twitter. But I also have a Twitter list. Actually, I have several of them. Most of them are private. Actually, I think I only have one public one. Uh, maybe two public ones. I'm not sure. Anyway, but I do have a timeline called, or a list, I, I should say, called GSPN Community. And when I find somebody that's, you know, part of the GSPN community that's, a, you know, that's on Twitter, instead of following them, I add them to the list gspn.tv community. And when I do that with TweetBot, I'm able to actually say, hey, instead of, show, my, instead of my timeline being the people I follow, I want you to make my list my timeline or GSPN community is my timeline. And so just like any other Twitter client, when it typically would show you your timeline of the people you follow, TweetBot actually makes it to where your list is actually what is shown there. And it functions just as though that were, that group of people, that list of people were the people that you are following on Twitter, even though you're not following any of those people or maybe just a few of those people. It, it it functions as if you are following them, meaning that you'll see all of their public updates with no problem at all, just as if you were. So I love the fact that you can make any list, even your private lists, maybe, maybe even with 85 people, maybe right now, all I ever want to see is what's going on with my family, you know, and so I can go to my private list and say, you know, make my timeline my family. And now all I see is things when my family posts something. So I really love those two features. There's tons of other amazing features with TweetBot. If you love the TweetBot application on your iPhone or iPad, there's a great chance that you're going to love it on the desktop. Uh, you can do multiple columns if you're that kind of person. It, it I think that uh, it, I, there were a couple times where I would do that. I did this while I was in Georgia at the Speak at Fort Worth conference. Um, I made a couple time. I, I did like my timeline. Then I did... Um, my at replies in a column, and then I did two searches because for some reason, and I, I, I should talk to Ken about this, but for some reason, he get his conference had two hashtags. He says you should use SIF for speak it forward and hashtag speak it forward. And I am totally not down with that because the thing is, is there were some people who were using SIF, some people who were using speak it forward, and some were using both. But it really created, a, and, and basically, I think it diminished the, the ability for a single 
ongoing threaded conversation among the group of people there. And so instead of, I mean, you could he could have avenged with just one hashtag. He could have had like a Twitter used as a as an ongoing chat room with the participants at the event. Would have been much better. Choose one or the other, but don't give two options for your event. Make one official one, make it an announcement and let people use it. And then my other recommendation, if you're going to have a conference and stuff like that, Make sure that you promote how you can use services like Tweet Chat for people who, you know, there's a lot of Twitter users out there. They don't know anything about some of these other advanced features of searches and stuff like that. But if you just send them and say, hey, go to tweetchat.com, type in hashtag SIF, and all of a sudden your Twitter client, your Twitter account becomes a chat room. And you can hang out with these people and it automatically puts the hashtag there for you. I, that's the first thing I would do at a, at a conference is to, to explain that in the opening session. That's my, my opinion there. But anyway, the, other, the one other thing that I will say is that a great feature of TweetBot for the desktop is if you have all of these mute settings and stuff like that uh, set up inside of your iPhone and you have Mountain Lion you can use iCloud and it will sync all of your settings between devices when it comes to all of those services and, and phrases and hashtags that are muted. And that, my friends, is very cool. In fact, I do want to tell you that if you're on the Mac and you have Mountain Lion, you want to make sure that you go to your system preferences. You have to go into your iCloud settings and make sure that you do have documents and data turned on inside of iCloud because it actually syncs that using the data services of documents and data in iCloud. Is TweetBot worth $20? To me, absolutely. Best $20 I've spent in a while. I love it and uh, highly recommend it for those of you who can't live without TweetBot on the iPhone. All right. And the next thing I want to share with you is my thoughts and my review as it relates to Kent Julian's Speak It Forward Boot Camp. Speak It Forward Boot Camp. Now, let me tell you, um, you know, one of, I had two real expectations going into this. First, I wanted to go with, you know, I've, I've been approached for public speaking several times over the last, um, well, over the last couple of years, actually. I've had people say, hey, we'd love to have you out to our event. What's your speaking fee? And I've never had an answer for that. And one of my goals from going to this concert was to come away with that. I wanted to come away with an answer so that the next time somebody says, what's your speaker fee? I can confidently answer what my speaker fee is. So that was one thing that I wanted to get out of this. And then the other thing that I wanted to get out of this was to get some tips on how to improve my public speaking. Um, And I'll talk to you about what I did and didn't get out of this and whether or not I felt that the Speak It Forward conference was something that I, that was a worthy investment for me or not. So let me explain to you some things that were covered that I personally did not need. All right. So for example, I went into this conference and I was already I am 100% completely aware of my mission and purpose in life. In fact, I can read it to you right here. I'm going to go to my workflow account and I'll read to you my mission statement. This is something that, now the thing is, is it took years 
to get to the place where um, I was able to, to develop this. But I do know now, my mission statement, my mission is to dedicate my life to entertaining, educating, encouraging, and inspiring others. To share my passions and experiences in life in an authentic and transparent way that inspires others to make positive changes in their lives. I want to be known as a follower of Jesus who authentically attempts to live out my faith, though I may fail miserably at times, in a way that engages popular culture without turning others off. I want to always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that I have and to be ready to do so with gentleness and respect. Another thing that I was already aware of are my core values. What drives me? My my who am I? You know, how do I want to be named, known for others? So, for example, I, I want to hear some of my core values. Authenticity, transparency, vulnerability, uh, integrity, honesty, trustfulness, gratitude, focus, passion, self-discipline, grace, forgiveness, and I'm working on it, humbleness. <laughs> so so here's the thing. I knew all of those things. Now, the great thing is mo- th- this conference spent a good deal of time on those very important things. And here's, here's the thing I know is most people that I work with, people who come to me, they say, Cliff, I want to launch a podcast. Cliff, I'm getting ready to start my own career. I'm going to do this and that. And they have no idea. They, they've never really thought these things through. They know that they should. They've heard about these things. They've, it's been on their to-do list forever. But they have not ever got around to coming up with a, mer- a mission statement or understanding what their purpose is. Um, you know, the thing is, is, I already knew who my target audience was. I already know what my core message is. I, for example, when it comes to speaking, I know that there are three, I think it's three, different types of of audiences and messages and that I would that I would speak. One is the technology. What is podcasting? How do you do it? Okay? <laughs> the, I can do those talks. I can do those talks in my sleep. The next one is um you know not only uh, you know the technical side but you know what what is the implications of podcasting for your business? You know, so you're a business and you want to communicate through podcasting how you know i can give you a bunch of different talks on how a business should approach podcast or, or or methods of approaching a podcast to build your brand to to make more sales or whatever through relational um marketing and and i could talk about my experiences there and give some great points and tips in that area and then a third target audience slash you know core message that i could give in a in a public speaking venue is to to a faith-based community. How do you, how can you share your Christian faith in a way that reaches popular culture without turning them off, without making them a a project, you know, that, that without putting people on a to-do list. Uh that you know that you're not going out there with ulterior motives. So how do you effectively communicate your faith through podcasting and new media. So that's another message that I could I could speak on. So so the thing is is I already knew that. And and those of course are things that are covered during this first day. And by the way, boot camp 
when I, you know, I didn't even think about boot camp and its implication of what boot camp is, and because I'm I'm one of those people that I've never been a part of the military, and really don't have any close relatives to me that that have been. But I do understand what boot camp is now. It, boot camp, and I knew what it was, but I just didn't think about it and didn't associate it. But boot camp meaning you're gonna go and they're gonna put a boot in your behind and they're gonna they're this this is not gonna be easy stuff. You're gonna. This is this hard work, night and day, round the clock. We own you, kind of thing. Uh, and I'm I'm kind of making it a little light, but um, a little bit dramatic there. But that's exactly what this was. Uh, the first day, I think it was, we started at eight o'clock in the morning and finished at nine o'clock at night. That was the first day. So there, we covered a lot. And during that first day, yes, they covered what is my mission, what is my purpose, what is who's my target audience, who is my core, and he gives you some great ideas for figuring that stuff out and and stuff. So though all very important stuff, things that I believe should be in that boot camp. And I would say that a majority, I would say probably more than nine out of ten times, uh probably ninety-seven out of a hundred people who would sign up for this boot camp, they need help in that area. Uh for me, uh, some other things that are covered there, uh you know, how to establish your brand. I've pretty much got that taken care of after you know over the last seven years um, one of the topics was how to be seen as an expert in your field and I think that I've I'm already recognized as actually sometimes the expert in most people's minds and certainly an expert in just about everyone's mind when it comes to podcasting which is very cool and I've been extremely blessed just through the relational approach that I take to to sharing my message and my passion for this podcasting um, space. So anyway, uh, so I already had that. I already, um, let's see here. I was already pretty well versed in the area of marketing. I, I, I love to sell things and I'm pretty good at selling myself and shameless self-promotion. Not a big deal for me. Um, the other thing is, is I went into this, I've already been actively involved in public speaking. And sometimes I don't think I give myself credit for as much as I've done public speaking. One, is when it comes to communicating in front of people. I mean, I every Thursday I'm in front of a live chat room. I've been doing that for, gosh, many years now. I, I'd say five or six years. I have spoken what's on my heart and communicated what's in my head to an audience more than 3,000 times in podcast episodes. And then when it comes to in front of a group of people standing up there, I've had years of preaching sermons at churches, and then I've done a lot of talks at these podcasts, and then, of course, going out to Blog World, and then earlier this year, I've even had the opportunity to do my first paid speaking gig, and I've actually keynoted. I've actually already done a keynote. So going into this, I've already achieved what most people hope to achieve as a result of attending that course. So why did I go? Was it still worth my time? All right, well, first uh, first and foremost, if you're looking to going into public speaking and you don't have all of these things figured out, then yes, this gives you an introduction to all of that, definitely worthwhile. But here's the thing, I went with all of my pre-qualifications and I got a ton of value out of this boot camp, out of this Speak It Forward conference with Kent Julian. Why? Well, I went with two things, right? I, I went with two things. Number one, if you said, hey, Cliff, 
I have just been put in charge of this conference and it's, you know, it, it's it's a Christian conference and it's a lot of people who are trying to figure out what this social media is. They're, you know, we're, we've got people coming here talking about, you know, how to effectively do uh, web design for your your congregation. You know, these people are coming. We've got sessions on how to use Facebook to to connect with your community and to share the faith and, and stuff like that. And and I think it'd be great if you could come and talk on podcasting and stuff like this. There's going to be about 5,000 people in attendance and stuff like that. What is your speaking fee? I can tell you right now, hands down, I can give you that answer. I could. I'm not going to tell you what it is here, but if anybody wanted to, you could reach out to me and I would tell you, I have an answer of what my speaking fee is and what it will be. So I, I mission accomplished. All right. Now I did, I, I, I was hoping just a little bit to actually have a little bit of a time where there would be some instruction on, you know, here's a tip for pacing your message. Uh, you know, you, you've got this talk, you've prepared, you know what you're going to talk about. Here are, here are seven tips on how to take your hour long message and and cover it in a 20-minute session if that's all they've given you. You know, that would be a great session, that you know, topic to cover. Another one is how to stand in front of an audience without feeling or looking awkward, all right? It's so just a couple pointers, a couple tips, you know, and, you know, the one thing I don't want to do, I actually, I want to be able to, to learn how to stand in front of an audience and and not put my hands in my pockets or wave them around like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, flag a cab in New York City and all of those things. But the other thing is, is that, um, you know, I don't want to be one of those speakers who overly emphasizes everything with their hands because I see that and it just drives me crazy. It's like they all attended, you know, speakwithyourhands.com conference or something like that. I wonder if that's actually a domain. But, uh, you know, I, I was hoping for a, a few of those tips that it was a little light on that. But but, uh, you know, here's the deal. There was the other thing, the overall feel of the room of who was there. They needed the other stuff. And that that is uh, certainly um, certainly the places where Kent should have focused on. So I didn't get that part, but I did get some valuable things. Number one, he shared something called his PMS method for telling stories. I think that's what he called it, his, his method. Anyway, PMS. Um, and, and I, you know, he said, I was thinking about changing the name of this, but you'll never forget it this way. And I love, I do love this. And I'm going to start bringing my PMS to all my podcasts is what I told him. So what is my PMS? It is my problem, moment, and solution. Problem, moment, solution. So for example, here's a problem. I was work, you know, here I, I had, I was selling podcast equipment and I was making, you know, five to $6,000 a month in profit from equipment sales, but I was working about 60 to 80 hours a week selling these things, you know, doing phone consultations. I was doing proposals, equipment diagrams, and all of these other things. I was working around the clock and I started to get some really great connections and people were referring clients to me for coaching one-on-one left and right. And it's $150 an hour at the time. Of course, it's 300 today. Actually, I'm not taking a lot of one-on-one these days. But um, anyway, I, I had I was turning down work at $150 an hour, and I was 
I, I was turning that down because, or not turning it down, but it was two weeks out before I could get you on my schedule because of how busy I was with this equipment sales. And I can't turn down these equipment sales because that's what oftentimes sometimes leads to this consulting and and th- stuff. And then all of a sudden I was sharing all of these details about how much I was making, how many hours I was working and all this problem. And I shared it in a podcast and that was my problem. Okay. Now, of course, I wouldn't use the word problem, moment and solution, but I'm demonstrating for you. So I, I de- now I've communicated to you what a problem I had. And then all of a sudden there was a moment and it was a piece of audio feedback from my friend, David, um, David, not do four, Doucette, Dave Doucette. Dave actually sent me some audio feedback and he says, Cliff, stop selling equipment. Three words that'll change your life. Stop selling equipment. If you do the math, you'll see that you're only making, and, and, I, and, and I would tell this entire story, but I was only making $23.50 an hour. Even making all that profit, I was only making $23.50 an hour. And I'm turning down work at $150. So he says, stop selling equipment. Focus on building your consulting. And that's exactly what I did. And I, for two months, I stopped selling equipment, my solution, and, and I focused on my consulting. And it went up and up and up. Eventually, I started charging $300 an hour. And even then, it was still booked up. And then all of a sudden, I could then tell you about another PMS, which another problem moment solution. Problem was, I'm, I raised my rates. I'm still working around the clock, doing one-on-one consulting. And even then, I'm limited on how much. And then all of a sudden, there was a moment. Podcast, there, was a pod, there was a mastermind group call. Pat Flynn was telling me about this niche site duel where he had you know this multiple week solution. People paid this amount and... They did this and he had this online forum and I'm like, (gasps) podcasting A to Z, boom, solution, problem, moment, solution. So I love this whole idea and of course I've probably done this, I've done this a ton of times, I've told these stories, but now to actually say, you know, in my outline when I'm creating my talks, you know, I'm going to share my PMS, my problems, moments and solutions to help illustrate. And that's what I think a lot of people come for. They they like to hear me and real life, authentic, transparent stories where I give you more information than more pe- most people would ever feel comfortable giving. So I took that away from this conference. Those two things, knowing how much I'm going to charge and, and then just coming away with just one little thing like the PMS method, that that's huge. That would have been those two things alone would have been worth this conference for me. All right. However, I also had the privilege of living out my mission slash purpose during lunch, din, lunch and dinner breaks with several other boot camp participants by encouraging and inspiring, educating and entertaining them. You know, I had people say, Cliff, I want to buy you lunch and ask you some questions and I was able to do that and it was fun. It was great. And I got free lunches and dinners. It was really cool. So I, I enjoyed uh, just living out my purpose. You know, just it's it's who I am. It's what I do. It's what really drives and motivates me is is entertaining, educating, encouraging, and inspiring others. And I was able to do that while I was there. And that's where this there's this big, huge, blurry line. Try to guess whether I'm working or having fun. You'll never most of the time. Most of the time, you'll never be able to pick it out, except for when I'm doing accounting and accounting work, and then you'll know. But anyway, so I had that privilege. I got some professional headshots done that while I was there. He had a professional photographer that was there. It was completely open to you. You had, you got a 15-minute photo shoot, 
and she would shoot these photos. You could, I think it, you could have paid like, I, I can't remember, it might have been like $84 for one out of all of the headshots. You could choose one and pay 84 bucks or 85 bucks for it. Or for 148 or 150 bucks or something like that, you could get all of the pictures she took during that session. And um, so I, I got some professional photos taken. And actually, I got a quite a few good shots that I'm really happy with. And so I'm glad to have some additional headshots, professional photos that I'll be able to use for things when people say, hey, I need a headshot to put on our our promotion of the event and stuff like that. And actually a little bit better than the one that I had done earlier this year. Actually, I have one that's a whole lot better. Actually, I have a couple that are a whole lot better. So um, really excited about that. So I got some great headshot photos. Now, did it cost me a little extra for those? Yeah, but... You know, the thing is, is I've got them now and, it, and the headshot photos are, you know, to have a 15 minute photo shoot with a professional photographer, I, I could have spent as much as I did for the entire conference for headshots uh, if, if you go to a professional and, and stuff like that. But anyway, it was it was worth it. Um, I was able to host a GSPN community meetup in Atlanta with some folks from the GSPN and Podcast Answer Man community. Had some great time hanging out with some folks. So that was totally awesome. And I did that outside of the conference. So that's something I made happen. And it's something that would not have happened if I wouldn't have gone to this conference. So had an amazing evening with some very wonderful people. And then I did life and networked with approximately 30 other people who came to this conference and who are the type of people who are willing to invest money and we're talking somewhere between if you once you add up travel expenses and time you know the the hotel and all that stuff i we're talking people who spend about 800 to a thousand dollars to spend on their own personal and professional growth and my friends i have found that in my life there's nobody else that i would more want to do life with and spend time with than people who are willing to spend that amount of money on their own personal and professional development. And as a result of that, I was in front of, in in a room full of people for two and a half days um, with some really awesome people. And I got to meet a lot of new people. And when it comes to these conferences, was it worth it? Was it worth every penny for me? I probably ended up just over a thousand dollars and not to mention five days away from my work. For me, was it worth it? Yes, it was. Even though I already had most of the things that were planned for people to take away, it was still worth it for me. And this, of course, my friends, is where I answer the question, is any conference worth you going to? And I will always say that really, honestly, it is up to you what you take away from a conference, whether or not you get the value. And by the way, when it comes to most conferences where they have multiple sessions and stuff like that, you know, new media expos and podcasts and all of those other things, typically if I'm not speaking, I don't usually attend sessions that very often unless I really know the person and want to hear them. And even then, it's just to get to know them a little better, to hear what they say, to see how they communicate in front of a group of people. But when I go to a conference, I don't typically go there to learn a lot of inf- new information. I go there to network, to meet people, to, to, to build relationships with other individuals who are willing to pay the money and take time off and travel to go and be at that, that conference because those are the people I want to do life with. And uh, so, yeah, definitely worth it for me. 
I highly encourage you to check it out uh, the next time he does one. If you ever, my, my affiliate link for this conference, if you ever get around to signing up for one, it's gspn.tv forward slash SIF. gspn.tv forward slash SIF for Speak It Forward. All right, uh, real quickly, I have some announcements I want to share with you. Podcast Awards, the, nom- the nominations are in, and there are now 15 days of voting. You can vote once a day, every day, from November 1st through November 15th. And uh, I'm not going to go out and promote this to a ton of people and stuff like that, but uh, I do have two shows that were nominated from GSPN, the Encouraging Others Through Christ podcast, was nominated in the religion and inspiration category and my wife uh, and her best friend Sarah Rader they have a show called Authentic Life Radio in the entertainment category so I'm excited about them um, getting in there as well and um, Podcast Answer Man you'll notice is not in the technology section and uh, I believe that's mostly due to the fact that um, you know, just my conjun- uh, connection with, you know, working and uh, being affiliated with getting things to happen to get uh, Leo Laporte there and some other things. I, I could be completely wrong, but um, anyway, there there's another great podcast about podcasting in there. I think my good friend uh, Daniel J. Lewis and the Audacity podcast is in there. Who Day Weekly is in there from uh, Nick. He's in our chat room every Thursday. Um, there's... Pat Flynn's in there. A bunch of people from the community. And I'm just so excited. I encourage everybody, get out there and vote every single day. Put it on your calendar just and repeat it every day for, for 15 days. November 1st through November 15th. Go and vote for the Podcast Awards at podcastawards.com. And hey, we'll see you in Vegas at the Podcast Awards ceremony where Leo Laporte is going to be the MC, And he also has given the keynote that day. Go over to uh, podcastanswerman.com. You'll see an affiliate banner on the right-hand side for signing up there. Hey, I'll tell you my Bluehost sign-ups next week. I got to go. God bless y'all. Until next time, take everything you do to the next level.